my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness, it is the day before Thanksgiving as I am recording this episode, and I'm just going to preface this one. My energy today is off the charts. Like, I love this phase of my cycle, my womanly time. The week that I'm ovulating, I don't know much about hormonal health, but I know for me, the week that I'm ovulating, is the week that I feel my best. If this is TMI, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Like let's normalize talking about this kind of stuff. But I notice that my energy is so good. I feel my best. I'm my most creative. I'm my most motivated. I feel most inspired and driven to do all the things. And tracking my cycle has been really helpful for me because it's allowed me to really capitalize on the way that I'm feeling when I'm in these high energy places and also not guilt trip or shame myself or feel bad when my energy is super low, like paying attention to that has been really helpful for me. So that is your welcome and introduction to the queen of pep talks podcast on this week's life update. I don't have that much to share this week, but there are a few things that I want to talk about. First of all, I hope that no matter what you're doing, you're having an amazing Thanksgiving. I have no plans. We normally spend the holiday with Chris's family. And this year, my mom was going to come over. But tonight, I have to work until about 730. And our plan was to have her come and spend the night and then be here Thursday. That just didn't end up working out. And then I was thinking about going to get her on Thursday. And I was so grateful that she just said like, no, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. Like I'll just hang out here. They're doing some activities at like the home that she is living in right now. And I was so appreciative because I haven't had a day off, like with doing nothing in weeks. And I can feel myself starting to reach that place of burnout where I really just need a day to like go at my own pace and have no commitments and nothing on my calendar. And if I feel like doing something, doing it, but if I don't not, and those are my favorite kind of days. And I normally have at least one of those a week, but because of the retreat and then my best friend's baby shower and events that I've just had going on, I haven't had really a day where I haven't had anything to do. So I'm really excited that tomorrow I have absolutely nothing on my calendar. My husband ordered some steaks and like meatballs and burgers and stuff from um, a company called Omaha Steaks. So I think he's going to make us either steaks tomorrow night or like some pasta and meatballs, which I'm really excited about. My plan is to get him to help me bring the Christmas decor up from downstairs. (laughs) We have two trees and being completely honest, I wanted to add a third now, but I don't like shopping. I don't like crowds shopping, especially. So this time of year, I avoid stores at all costs. So I think we're just going to rock it with the Christmas decor that we have from last year. And maybe after Christmas is over, I'll go out and buy some stuff on sale to add to next year's. But I'm going to ask him to please bring up the Christmas tree for me. The Christmas tree brings me so much joy. And normally I would have it up already. It normally probably would have been up like early November, but I've just been really busy that I haven't had the time to do it. So I'm thinking tonight I'll have him bring it up. Maybe I'll set it up. And then tomorrow I will have a few glasses of wine and I will decorate Christmas tree. That sounds like a beautiful Thanksgiving, if I do say so myself. Uh, The only other things going on that I wanted to talk about, number one, I am in the middle of an epic week of sales. If you have not been paying attention to Instagram because you've been so busy and you did not subscribe for the email updates, we have had some massive, massive, massive Black Friday sales going on. I did a food bundle where I gave access to uh, the Missing Piece Masterclass, the Finally Free Masterclass, and the um, Food Won't Fix the Problem program. All of those 
$400 value for $99. And then on Tuesday, I did a business bundle where I gave access to the three day journey to a million plus two trainings from one of my business programs, $300 value for $77. And then today I did a mindset bundle, which I knew so many of you are waiting for because it has some of my newer programs. We did confident AF so good now, not later. And the key masterclass. And we did all of that for $88. And that's just so much incredible value hours and hours and hours and hours of trainings and workbooks and lifetime access and all of the things for such insane price points. And I'm so happy to do it. I've had so many women reach out to me and just say, thank you so much. I am so grateful for this price point and this offer and this opportunity because I've been dying to do these programs, but I just couldn't afford it. And that makes me so happy. And what is coming tomorrow and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, even better, bigger, better new things coming. I am so freaking excited and I cannot wait. If you have missed out on any of those Black Friday sales, because you are a podcast listener, you are going to get access to them. I will put all of the links for those in the show notes. So if you missed something and you're hearing this today, you are welcome. These will only be active for you until the end of the week. And then the links will be removed because I'm not going to be offering them at this radical savings beyond the week of Black Friday event. And if you want to be up to date on the new things that are dropping, because some of them are going to be limited spots available because I'm doing some higher level things, which is so freaking epic. You'll want to make sure that you subscribe. I'll put the link to do that in the show notes as well. Just subscribe and you'll only be sent emails about the Black Friday event and then you can know what's going on. Okay. Okay. There are two other things that I wanted to talk about. I shared this on Sunday, after I went to my best friend, Rebecca's baby shower, which I talked about last week on the life update episode, she is having twins, which I'm just so excited about. She's having twin boys and I cannot wait for them to get here. But I went to her baby shower and I was one of the people who helped coordinate it. I was in charge of all the decor and setting up and breaking down and all the things. And I just love that because I love her and I'm so excited. But after I came home, I was doing some reflecting and I wanted to share a photo of her and I, and I was thinking about how friendship is so interesting to me. And I was a little bit overwhelmed, honestly, and shocked at the number of women who reached out and were like, holy crap, holy, like you hit the nail on the head. I'm going to read you the post that I wrote, because I think it's just easiest to encapsulate what I said just by reading you the caption. So if you heard this already, or you read this already, sorry, you're going to hear it again, or you can fast forward. So I wrote, my best friend is having twins. And then I told her how much I love her. And this is what so many people were reaching out and relating to. I said, the truth about me is this. I'm not a girl's girl. I don't like having a lot of friends. I don't crave back and forth chit chat. I'm not the friend who's going to text you daily or even weekly, honestly, even monthly. I absolutely love being alone. Conversation exhausts me. Being on is something I can only do for a few hours a day. And most of the time, those hours are committed to my business and my clients. I know that my few friends know that if and when they need me, I'm going to be there. (laughs) I would bend over backwards for the people I love. I may not be the best, best friend, but I do the best I can to manage my energy. And when I'm there for you, I'm there for you. Being this way has often in life made me feel left out because I didn't want to make new friends. I didn't want to text my friends all day long. And often I could see they wanted that. 
Now I realize I don't need a hundred friends if I don't want them. I just need a few people close to me who fully love and accept me for me. And my DMs were blowing up. The comments were blowing up with people just saying, wow, like you defined me to a T. And it's so interesting because at the baby shower, there were groups of women who I know who are friends with Rebecca, who I've been invited to outings with. And I know them and I've hung out with them when invited to things. And I just have no desire to be a part of that. Like, I really don't care to be a part of that. But it's still so interesting how you can feel left out of something, even when you don't want to be a part of it. Like, I'm, I can be the kind of person who will get upset that I wasn't invited, even though I was going to say no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, invite me, but just so I can tell you, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> or try and be my friend just so I can tell you, I don't really want to be friends. It's it's really interesting how that works. And it made me feel really good to kind of normalize this for women who have of, often felt the same, like a little bit left out, but also knowing they don't really want to be a part of it. Like th- the truth of it is, My business alone exhausts me. The amount of energy that I have to give, the emotional capacity and space that I have to hold for other people in the work that I do, even sitting here and just talking to a microphone alone in my office, if I record two or three podcast episodes in a day, I would feel like afterwards, I don't want to talk at all. Like, don't talk to me for the rest of the day. And I'm so grateful that I have a husband who does not like to talk all that much either. And we're so content just sitting next to each other on the couch and holding hands and not saying a word. And that makes me so happy. And I know that that's a part of the reason that I chose him because I get exhausted very quickly from being extroverted and from talking and from sharing my energy. And I really need the time to rest and recuperate and recharge. And I've often felt like a bad friend for being this way because I see my friends with their other friends and they're like talking all the time and texting one another every day and like hanging out all the time. And I'm just like, uh, no, <laughs> like I, I just, I really don't want that. I don't crave that. But the thing that I love about the friends that I have is that when we see each other, it's like we haven't missed a beat. I can go months without talking to them. And then we make plans and we get together and it's like, we're best of friends. And that just makes me so happy. And I wanted to share that with you guys, because I think friendship, especially as you get older, making friends can feel really hard. I remember when it came time for my wedding, I felt so ashamed that I didn't even, I didn't have, and I didn't want a bridal party. Like I didn't even want to have a big wedding. We had like 12 people at our wedding. One of the reasons we had a destination wedding, I didn't want to have all of those people around to have to give my energy to all day long. It sounds a little bit selfish and maybe it is, but I think at the end of the day, like, don't we deserve to be a little bit selfish in our lives? Like, don't we deserve to put our own wants and needs at the top of the priority list? And I think a lot of people get judged for being a little bit selfish in life, but at the end of the day, I just see my life as the most important part of my life. And maybe that's because I don't have kids to share my life with. And obviously I have a husband, but he feels the same way about his own life. We love one another so much, but at the end of the day, we know that the other person's happiness, it's not going to change us and we can bend over backwards for other people and try and make other people happy. But your happiness my happiness should not be dependent on your happiness. And I think that so many people lose themselves in other relationships thinking that somebody else is going to complete them or be the thing that makes them happy. 
And I just am the type of person in my life now where I see myself as the most important part. And the better I am for me, the better than I get to be for everybody in every relationship that I'm in. So I was really happy that I shared that. And I'm so grateful that so many of you resonated with that because I think we should just normalize it. Like let's normalize not really wanting or needing to be around a lot of other people and let's let it be okay for the people that want to be around people all the time and want to talk to their friends all the time. And let's let both be okay. Let's just like let ourselves be ourselves and let us be true to who we want to be and stop feeling like we need to be anything other than exactly what we are to be accepted and liked and loved in this world. Period. That's what I wanted to say. Like, let's stop pretending that we have to be like anybody else to be loved and liked and accepted. That's perfect. We're going to end the podcast episode there. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Just kidding. The only other thing that I wanted to share because I shared on Instagram this morning and I got so many messages from people concerned for my little Asher baby. I had to take him to the vet today. I noticed when we came home from Phoenix, he was like, when we came home, well, when Chris came home, there was a lot because he came home days before me. There was throw up like everywhere, but they were a lot of hairballs. And I Googled it, of course, because when I got home, Asher was still throwing up hairballs. And so I Googled it and it said, if your cat is like excessively vomiting hairballs, there's probably something wrong with their GI tract or something like that. So I made him a little vet appointment. There were also some other things that I wanted to get him checked out for. I'll talk about those in a second. But the vet told me that he was just really probably stressed and anxious and worried because we left. And she said that one of the things that cats do to self-soothe is clean themselves excessively. So she said, if while we were gone, he was excessively cleaning, then that's going to cause like a buildup of the hair and then he's going to have to throw it up. So that was that. And he was okay. But the other thing that I wanted to have him checked out for is it's been on my mind for a little while. He is a very small cat. And I figured he was just like the runt of his litter, maybe because he's just very tiny. But he also doesn't eat the same way that my other cats eat. And the vet kind of confirmed my theory today. And she said he's completely healthy. But this was my theory. I've had Asher. He's the only cat that I've had In recent years, like in my childhood, I had cats from birth, but he's the only cat that I have right now and have had in recent years that I've had since he was a kitten and who has always lived in a home. Like he was born in a foster home and then he was brought to the Delaware Humane Association and I adopted him when he was like six or eight weeks old or whenever you're allowed to adopt them. And then he's lived with me ever since. So he's never, he hasn't really had any traumatic experiences in his life. And every other cat that I have, right now and in in recent history, because I like to normally adopt adult cats, has gone through something traumatic and has experienced a time of homelessness in their lives where they didn't live in a house. Mike, my one cat was um, rescued from Hurricane Michael, and he was homeless. I think he had a home prior to that, but was then like lost in the hurricane and was homeless for quite some time before he was brought to the DHA. And then my other cat, Isaac, he was a feral cat. I've talked about him a bunch. He was found living in a dumpster, never had a home, never had been around humans and had to like survive on his own. So both of those cats have experienced a lack of food in their lives. So whenever they're presented with any type of food, whether it's wet food, dry food, treats, table food, whatever, like they want it. And they're like, scavengers (laughs) scavengers <laughs> like give me the food whereas asher is super picky he doesn't like any wet food he doesn't really like cat treats he does not like any table food 
He just wants like his dry science diet food and that's it. And he eats a little bit and then he walks away. And I'm so proud of myself because I have raised an intuitive eater. (laughs) And I think I was thinking about like my, myself and my own relationship with food and how, when there was scarcity of food because of my restriction on the other side, I was like ravenous and I couldn't wait to eat. And I think that the older two boys who eat like that, that's just from their traumatic life experience and not always having access to food. But Asher has always had normal access to food. So he's just a little bit more intuitive and a little bit more respectful of his body and a little bit pickier because he knows he's always had access to food. But I'm really proud of the child that I've raised. And then when I was talking about this on Instagram today, it brought up a memory for me of a couple of years ago. If you're an OG and you've been with me forever, you probably remember I was talking about my cats at the time. I was, it was peaches that I was talking about. And I referred to her as like, I think I referred to myself as a fur mama, or I referred to her as my child or something like that. And I got literally drug on the internet. People attacked me and they were like, what? Like, you're not a mom. Like, don't call yourself a mom. Don't call your cat your kid. Like, you're disrespecting us real parents out here who are raising human children. And this woman, like, literally just went for my neck. And it made me think about that today as I was saying how proud I was of raising such a healthy child who has such an incredible relationship with food. It just made me laugh. But that's really it for my life update. Things have quieted down as far as exciting news to share with you guys. I'm still super busy in my business, really excited for the things that are coming in 2022. So many really fun things, but that's about all I got for you today. I hope that you have such an amazing Thanksgiving. Enjoy your day, protect your energy, make people respect your boundaries. Don't take shit from people. If people talk about your body or the way that you're eating, stand up for yourself, tell them to fuck off. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't tell them to fuck off, but seriously stand up for yourself. Do not let people make you feel bad about your eating choices, about your body period. It's none of their damn business. This time of year can be really hard and really triggering for people. I think especially after COVID where people have maybe stopped going to the gym or maybe we're eating more than usual and maybe you've put on weight and people are judging you for it and talking about you. Stand up for yourself. Do not allow yourself to be a doormat. You do not deserve to have people talk about you that way. Your body and what you eat is none of anybody's business, okay? I hope you have the best Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. A reminder that if you haven't already, please leave a rating or review. I see so many of you doing so, and I just greatly, greatly appreciate it. I love you and appreciate you with my whole entire heart. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.